Welcome to Power of the Cross Radio Sermons. Up next is a sermon from Pastor Farrell Wilson. Brother Wilson is the pastor of the Lighthouse Church in Grenada, Mississippi. Messages can also be downloaded at GrenadaChurch.com. Now, on to the sermon. Romans 15, in one verse this morning, verse 13, you're joining us by the radio. Welcome you also. Thank you for joining us there. Appreciate the support we're getting from various places around the United States. We appreciate you so much, and above all, pray for us. We can use your prayers. Romans 15, verse 13, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through power, through the power of the Holy Ghost. Father, we love you. I thank you for your blessings, Lord. You've been so kind and gracious to us. Lord, your grace and mercy we don't deserve. But Lord, you found a way through your son, Jesus, God, to shed that grace and mercy abundantly upon our lives in this church. And we thank you for that. Now, as we break the bread of life, Lord, I pray your anointing would be up on me. I'm just a feeble human. I need the help of the spirit, God, to communicate your word. And we'll be careful to praise you and honor you in Jesus name. Amen. Paul wrote this letter to his Christian friends in Rome. And as he closed out this letter, he wanted to leave on a good note. And some words really leap out of this verse. And I want to preach to you a few moments about God's treasures. And yes, there are treasures inside of this verse. Some of the most valuable treasures that God offers is inside of this verse. It really, um, it troubles me when I hear preachers and all they talk about when they, when you speak about the treasures of God and they're, they're talking about money and, tangible things of this earth that that's just not scriptural the treasures god have for us go way beyond the things of man they go much deeper than money and so let's look at them and they are hope joy and peace and well, it just occurred to me as i'm standing up here and what a wonderful thing for this time of year and people can be lonely around christmas and be sensitive to that. You know, if you know somebody's by themselves at Christmas, give them a hello. Maybe go see them. This is the time of year that we need to be sharing that hope, joy, and peace. And Paul tells us that our God is a God of hope. God wants to us to look to the future with hope, not despair. Because it's easy to look on the news. It's easy to look in the world. Just go to Walmart and, boy, you can get down in despair real quick. But God wants to leave us with hope. You know, whenever there was an Old Testament prophet that gave uh, prophecies of judgment that were come to come up on Israel, inside of that judgment, though, nested inside of there was always the silver lining of hope. When we speak of the judgment of God, which we should, we still have to also speak of God's hope that He has for His people. Some of the greatest promises in the Bible are found in some of the darkest passages of judgment within the Bible. We never need to fear the future. Don't ever fear the future. You have a great future with God. God knows all and controls all that is ahead of us. Amen? God knows it all. He, he is. He's a know-it-all because He created it all. Therefore, God knows it all. Everything is within His control. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the first and last. This uh, verse really helped me when I was scared of storms. I used to be terrified of tornadoes. Even when I was preaching, I... I I would just lose it. Uh, <laughs> I remember one time, one time that really hurt me though. We, it was a really bad storm. Trees were bending over and I'm, let's get out of the house. And my wife ran out the house and slipped and it hurt her pretty bad on her leg. 
And it occurred to me then that my fear is going to get me in trouble. And I had to lay it before the Lord. And if God dictates all the future and He knows everything, why should I be scared of these storms? It really helped me out. And then that message of the cross that we preach, I applied that to my life and the Holy Spirit broke that fear out of me. Uh, no matter how bad things look here on earth, God is not confused. He's not caught by surprise, nor should the church be confused or surprised, especially in this day and age that we live in. God will have the last word. God will always make things right. Uh, I'll prove it to you. I remember the United Methodist Church years ago, we were really worried about them and things that were happening. I mean, you take a, such a great denomination over the years, the Methodist Church, that has really set the tone for a lot of theology you know. And really, in your Baptist churches, in your Church of God, that's where the Church of God come out of with the Methodist Church. And I noticed this week that 172 congregations in Mississippi voted to come out of the United Methodist Church for things they're doing now. Amen? God has the final word. God has the final word in all things. We have to be patient. And that's what we don't want to do as humans. We don't want to be patient about anything. Well, it may not apply to you, but it certainly applies to me. I want it right then. I want a, I want it on time God now and then. But sometimes God says be patient. What a perfect example. Years have gone by and God has set it straight. He knows what's going to happen down the road. And God is on the throne guiding history. Everything you see happening in the, uh, the the world today. Israel is a great example. God prophesied many years ago that He had put a hook in the jaws of the nations and draw them into Israel. Look what's happened before you. Although that's a bad thing, it still ought to encourage you to know that God is in control. He knows what's going to happen, so therefore we have hope and there's no reason to fear Him. And God wants you to abound in hope. Hope should abound in your life. You should always be hopeful for the future. This means having your heart filled with hope and guide your lives on this wonderful future that God has planned for you. God has something planned for you. If you'll get out of your despair long enough, if you'll not have a pity party and start, oh, I'm preaching to myself up here this morning, amen. If you'll quit having a pity party long enough to give God a chance to show you this hope that he speaks of in his word, we have a future that is extremely bright. Amen. It could be the darkest uh, situation in that world in our life, and yet still our hope is in God and the future He has planned for us. It means living today in the light of eternity. Eternity ought to control everything in your life. And what I mean by that, I know what's ahead for me. I, I can stand, uh, uh, last week or it was the week before, I'm, I'm losing track of time, but when we stood there at Hattie Ray, and we had to say goodbye to her, and, and her remains were put in the ground. I know where she's at. And, I, and you know, I was sad that I don't have that lady in my life no more. She meant so much to me. I know where she went, and I know where I'm going, and eternity should dictate everything in your life. I want to make heaven my home. I know you do too. So therefore, it should guide me all through life. It should show me where I'm going. Eternity. Live your life in the light of eternity. Um, our lives are controlled by the future, not dictated by our past. I can't stress this enough to you. Quit worrying about what you did in the past. Amen. Uh, maybe I've got some saints over here. Let me see if i got any heathens over here. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the heathen crowd myself. If I worry about what I did many years ago, then I'm saying to God I'm truly not forgiven. 
I'm forgiven. You're forgiven. If you have been washed by the blood of the Lamb, you are forgiven. Therefore, don't sit there and worry about what you did in your past. Now, there are going to be plenty of people in the world to take care of that for you. There are plenty of folks lined up. They're going to be there to show you I could do a million things right, but I bet if you got to talking to somebody when I'm not around that knows me, they're going to tell you what I did wrong. They're, they ain't going to say, well, Brother Wilson dedicated his life to ministry and been over there X number of years, whatever it is, been over a decade. I do know that. My math ain't real good. But they wouldn't say anything good about me. They'd tell you what's wrong with me if they're worldly. My friends, don't live in your past. Don't let the devil dictate your future like that. You live in the, the light of eternity and be hopeful for the future. True hope, though, cannot be manufactured under your own strength. It can't. You can't give yourself hope. You can't find hope out in the world. You can't find it in your life. You have to find it through Jesus Christ. And what hope He gives us. Amen? Let the Holy Spirit that is living in you generate that hope on a daily basis. There is a reason Jesus Christ said, take up your cross daily. That faith that we talk about where your faith should be in the finished work of Christ, Jesus said it Himself. He said, take up your cross daily and follow after Me. And that's what you should do. And I know this works because it works in my life and I've seen it work in many others' lives. If you'll let the Holy Spirit every day of your life generate that hope that needs to be inside of you, oh, He does a wonderful job. He's not like humans. He's always a gentleman. He'll never call you out. He'll never remind you of your past. He'll Now, He might take you on a rot stick every once in a while and dangle you over the flames of hell to remind you of what you're doing wrong. But He always fills you with hope at the end of the day. You have hope in Jesus Christ. Next, God always gives us the treasure of joy. Now, joy is not the same thing as happiness. The world has this word called happiness, and sort of they are related a little bit, but the problem with happiness is it's dictated on what's around us, meaning if that checking account looks good and our car's running, we ain't got no flat tires and the kids are acting right. Here's a, here's a good one. And all the church people are acting right. <laughs> the preacher's acting right. Everything is just so. That's, we consider that happiness. And rightly so. But joy is something a little bit different. Happiness is usually dictated again by what's around us. If things are going our way, we're happy. But the first little contrary wind that blows in our life, we're unhappy. Joy is an inward confidence in the Lord. It's a joy unspeakable and full of God's glory. You can experience the joy of the Lord even when you're in the greatest of pain. I, I remember when, after I'd had hip surgery and things went south and I was laying in that bed and I honestly thought I was going to die. I really did. I was prepared for it. I just I looked up and I, I was in so much pain. They gave me hydrocodone. They gave me morphine, whatever they could. And it just, none of it was working. And I, tears were flowing down and I said, God, if you're ready to take me, just take me on. He said, I'm not done with you. I'm sitting there in the midst of pain and joy flooded my soul and them tears turned into tears of joy. I promise you, if you'll serve the Lord, if you'll give Him the opportunity, He will bring joy into your life, even in the worst of times. Now, joy is not created by the circumstances around you. It is the result of what's going on inside of you. 
if you don't have joy, you're not where you need to be with the Lord. I'm not being mean to you. I'm just simply telling you. If you don't have joy on a date, now I'm not saying that. Yeah, people that just are happy all the time and just smiling all the time and you never see them frown, I kind of wonder about them. I'll preach over here, man. It kind of make me a little nervous sometimes. Boy, yet nobody can be that happy. And we all have our times. I get that. I know there's going to be times you're going to see me coming here. And, I try not to be, but I'm human just like you are. Sometimes you're going to be like that. But it's joy is the result of what happened inside of me. And the joyful Christian can face life without fear or complaining. If more Christians had joy in their life, they would find a place to plant themselves on a pew somewhere. They start looking past everybody's failures and all the shortcomings of the church and the pastors. And I'm preaching a little bit to the people on the radio. It, find you a place. Find you a place to assemble and be part of it. And, and that joy that's working on the inside of you, that will, it, it, no complaining about what's going on in life. This is truly a Christian discipline that needs to be learned and taught and lived out in your life is the fruit of the Spirit. And one of them, I, 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 I feel quite confident in saying this. I, I know that it doesn't say in Galatians chapter 5 that Christians don't complain and that's a fruit of the Spirit, but there's something called temperance. There's something called long-suffering and being patient and working things out with the joy of the Lord. Each day is a new challenge. I promise you, if you look to the Lord every day, He will challenge you in new areas of your life. Every problem is a new opportunity to grow in the Lord. Not to teach everybody else something. Well, Lord, I wish you'd do something about that person in my life. When's the last time you prayed, God, fix me? Fix me. Fix what's wrong with me. And I promise you'll experience joy. Joy is a great witness to the world. It is. I get amazed at the people that when I see them going through things they don't want to go through, especially sickness... It can have the joy of the Lord in their life. Dear listeners of Power of the Cross Radio, we're reaching out to you today with a heartfelt request that can make a world of difference. Our mission to spread hope, faith, and inspiration relies on your generous support. For years, Power of the Cross Radio has been a guiding light, bringing you messages of love, healing, and spiritual growth. But to continue touching lives, we need your help. Your contributions enable us to produce quality content, reach wider audiences, and keep the message of faith alive. Every dollar you offer is an investment in nurturing souls and fostering a community of believers. Join hands with us today. Your offering, whether big or small, holds the power to transform lives. Together, we can ensure that the light of power of the Cross Radio continues to shine brightly. Visit our website at www.cross.radio to make your secure donation. Remember, it's not just a financial contribution, it's a step towards spreading love, hope, and the message of the Cross to those who need it most. Thank you for being a part of this incredible journey. Your support fuels our mission, and together, we can make a profound impact. Now, back to the message. Clark Faulkner, who's gone on to be with the Lord, he was a real good friend of mine for many years. Helped me out get started to minister. When I, I mean, <laughs> Clark was so funny. He, he just had a good humor about him. But one of the last times I seen him, he, he'd come to church here and uh, right before he passed away. I think he was trying to get around to all the churches. He knew what was going on. And I seen him in Walmart parking lot. And I keep in mind, he lost his wife. Oh, he loved Barbara. <laughs> with every fiber of his being. 
he loved life. He loved God. And they went in. He had a surgery. They took out most of his organs. He was, he didn't tell me how bad it was, but I found out later how, uh, cancer would pretty much destroyed his body, but he still had a joy. He would still smile. He said, I love the Lord. And that was a witness to me that if I have to go through that someday, if my family has to go through that situation someday, many of y'all don't know this, but y'all, things you've been through in your life, I know you've been through some tough situations, things that I can't even understand. I've never been through some of the things y'all been through. And you're a witness to me showing up. And being that Christian and holding your head up, still finding a way to smile through the joy of the Lord, it, it's a great witness to the world. God also gives you the treasure of peace. Peace goes hand in hand with joy. If you've got joy, you have peace. I, I remember before I started preaching, I made pretty good money. Uh, at that time, that was years ago. Goodness, that was huh, 2000. Two, 2003, my wife was working. I was working. I was making sixty, eighty thousand dollars a year. I wasn't a millionaire, but that's still a good salary for me. And we worked and worked and worked, and we never had no joy. And I don't have a thing to show for all them years, except a lot of um, wrinkles, a lot of scars. <laughs> and, and but and I never knew what joy was. I never knew what peace was. I never could find no rest. I've told this before. One of the biggest things I feared was death. I remember many a times when I was doing drugs and my heart would be racing at night and I would think, boy, I've overdid it now. This is it. I probably OD'd this time. And I went through that so many times. Never had no peace. The drugs were an escape for me for a little while, but it never brought peace in my life. It only brought hardship. It only brought misunderstandings. It only brought just turmoil in my life. But now, since I have followed Jesus Christ, I'm able to rest in the Lord despite all the storms that go on around me. I can be honest with you. I've had more trials and tribulations as a Christian than I did out in the world. I did. But now I have found joy and peace and I can find rest inside of that. The whole world is slipping off a cliff, morally speaking. You see it just like I do. But I can't worry about them in the sea. I can pray for them. I'm worried about their soul. But I can't worry about the activities they're carrying on or I'll never find no peace. I've had to quit watching the Memphis news. I watched it for a little while to catch up. I get so down and out watching what's going on up there. Every day you flip it on. It's There was a young doctor from another country, I think Ukraine. Him and his wife moved up to Memphis. He worked at St. Jude, was a, a doctor for the kids there. Robin shot and killed him in front of his family. And I look, and this story just repeats and repeats and repeats, and you get depressed and I don't want to ignore the news, but I have to get some of that out of my life because it's so depressing. And the, the whole world has just slipped it as far as I'm concerned. But I have a peace knowing that God has got it under control. Amen. Something's going to happen sooner or later. You can only bend in life so much as something's going to break sooner or later. Something's going to give sooner or later as the Lord moves. I'm believing we're going to see the greatest harvest of souls that we've ever seen. It may be in the darkest hour of the United States. I don't know. That's personally, that's my opinion. That's Wilsonology. I can't, I don't know if that's going to transpire like that, but I believe in the darkest hour of the United States, we're going to see a harvest of souls like we've never seen before. I believe the future is bright with God. He's over our life, but for the wicked, there will be no peace.
says the Lord. There is no peace for the wicked every day, says the Lord. Back in the 1950s, there was a radio host, songwriter in Hollywood named Stuart Hamblin. Some of you may have heard that name. He was known for his drinking and carousing and chasing women. In one of his bigger hits, I want you to listen to this song. I won't go hunting with you, Jake, but I'll go chasing women. That was the name of the song. It was a hit. Sometime later, a young preacher was holding a tent revival nearby. And Hamlin invited him on his radio show. He wanted to make fun of him. And he decided, well, I'm going to go to that revival tonight just to kind of know what he's about. And then I'll, I'll get him on that radio show. Early in the service, the preacher announced this. There is a man who in, in this audience who is a big fake. Now, obviously, that applied to a lot of people in there with God speaking, but it struck Hamlin. And he, he, he got so convicted, he left. And he wasn't going to have anything else to do with that. But still, the words haunted him. And a couple of nights later, he showed up drunk at the preacher's hotel door at 2 a.m. in the morning. And he wanted the preacher to pray for him. And this is what the preacher told him. He refused to pray for him in that sense. That is between you and God, and I'm not getting in the middle of it. But he did invite Stuart in. They talked to sometime five in the morning. And right before he left, Stuart dropped to his knees and accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. But that ain't the end of the story. Stuart quit drinking. He quit chasing women. He quit everything he used to think that was so fun. And soon he began to lose favor with the Hollywood crowd. He ultimately was fired from his radio station because he wouldn't say the advertisement of a beer company that was advertising on the radio. He went through some hard times. And the devil is great at this. He, the devil knows when you get saved, he tries to set you up and lure you into backsliding. And he tried some, he tried to write some religious songs. He wrote a few. He wrote this, uh, old house, uh, for Rosemary Clooney. If y'all remember her from White Christmas, remember Rosemary Clooney? And another was Until Then My Heart Will Go On Singing, which later would become popular in the church. As he continued to struggle, an old friend named John come into his path and told him, all your trouble started when you got religion. Was it worth it? And his friend said, you like booze, but you, you don't miss it. And his answer was simple, all of it, no. And John then said to him, I don't understand how you could give up all that so easily. And Stuart responded with this, well, it is no secret what God can do. And John told him, he said, that would make a great song. And he wrote that song, it is no secret what God can do. And as they say, the rest is history. But I will tell you a little bit more about that story. The friend, John, was John Wayne. The preacher was Billy Graham. You know, there, there's, a more, there's a reason behind that story. If you follow after Jesus... He'll work everything out greater than you ever imagined. Amen. What a witness to get to witness to John Wayne. 
I know he's no more important than anybody else, but still. <laughs> John Wayne the Duke got to witness to him. You know, for the Christian, the best is yet to come in your life. I tell you, a man that he was, he was a Christian too, was, uh, Colonel Sanders. If you, I don't have time to tell you the story and I would probably mess it up, but he never got things together in his life well into his sixties. Everything you know about Colonel Sanders, and he was a Christian. He tied money. He supported good good works. He knew Christ as his Savior, and none of that come to being until he admitted one day that he had been a scoundrel most of his life. And God then took that man in his aged years and blessed him in a mighty way. To and he said, "I believe God blessed me so I could do a good work around me." The unsaved are having their heaven right now. They are. The unsaved are having their fun. When you look around and you say, well, what about all these other people, Brother Wilson? I see they got cars and they got money and they got the fancy houses. First thing I'll tell you, just common knowledge, because I know some things off to the side. It ain't what it always appears most of the time. It may look like it's a great life, but it's really not. But they're having their fun here. I'm not telling you that you should be poor and broke and destitute. Now, if God chose that path for you, so be it. But I, 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 man, I want to see Christians blessed because when you're blessed, the church is blessed and other people around you are blessed. You should have money. I hope you do. I mean, it usually comes attached to that thing, that three-letter word, J-O-B. <laughs> it comes attached to that thing called a job sometimes to work. But still yet, I want to see you blessed. Why? Because I want to see the best God has for you in this life and and we need money to operate the church. You need money in your life. But th that's not all of it. We never have to fear the future with God. I don't know what tomorrow holds for you. I don't know what it holds for me. But I never have to fear not one thing about tomorrow. I love what Jesus said. And y'all know me well enough. If you talk to me outside, you know I'm going to give you this answer. Brother Wilson, I got all this going on in my life and I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, Jesus said, you got enough to worry about today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Enough troubles for today. Worry about what's going on today and quit worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. You're probably worrying about something that's never going to happen anyway. I know it applies to me every day. I worry about things that I should never worry about and God has to remind me of His hope, joy, and peace. Three wonderful gifts I've showed you today. Hope, joy, and peace. It takes care of our past, present, and future. Whether we look back, look around, or look forward, we never need to fear. The God of hope fills us with joy and peace in believing so that we abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to leave you with this. I want you to look at that one word in there, believe. Believing. Let me read it to you again. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. What? In believing. You have to trust God. Our biggest problem that we have as human beings is we somehow in our mind the devil in the world has convinced us that God can't do something. God can do anything He wants to do. God is able to do above and beyond what you expect and what you're praying for. When we believe, God feels. Let me say it again. When we believe, God feels. When we believe, God feels.
It's kind of like the baptism of the Holy Spirit that we preach and speak on all the time. Uh, and it, the initial physical evidence of speaking in other tongues. You have to believe it before you can be filled. If you doubt and don't believe it, I doubt seriously you're going to receive it. I didn't mean that to rhyme, but it did. You have to believe it to receive it. Jesus said, if you tell that mountain to be cast out of the way, it'll be cast down. Are you believing God for the impossible? Are you trusting God for the impossible? Are you looking forward to the future? I I I don't know. I feel something in my spirit right now. The enemy is trying to tell you you're too old to do anything. And your days are over. That's a lie from the pits of hell. That is a lie from the pits of hell. You're never too old to work for God. God can use them from the age one year old all the way up to 100. Amen? You may walk a little bit harder. You may hurt a little bit more. Your knees may creak a little bit. But God still has a future. Admit to God your worry about the past. Your misery in the present. And your doubt about the future. Those feelings are sinful. And you need to confess them before the Lord. And say, God, forgive me. Because I know your word says the future is bright for me. Would y'all stand with us? Thank you for tuning in to Power of the Cross Radio. We hope these moments of inspiration have stirred your heart and uplifted your soul. Our mission is to share the timeless message of hope, love, and transformation that the cross represents. But we couldn't do this without you, our dedicated listeners. Your support breathes life into our broadcasts, enabling us to reach even more people with this powerful message. As you've experienced firsthand, the words spoken and the music played have the ability to touch lives and bring about positive change. If Power of the Cross Radio has become a source of encouragement and light for you, we kindly ask for your help in sustaining this ministry. Your contributions, whether big or small, make a significant impact in keeping this radio station on the airwaves. By partnering with us, you become part of a community that is spreading love, faith, and healing to all corners of the world. So please, consider supporting us financially, sharing about us with friends and family, and returning to listen. Let's continue this journey together, as we dive deeper into the profound message of the cross and its transformative power. Thank you for your unwavering support, and we look forward to having you right here with us again on Power of the Cross Radio. Remember, your involvement truly makes a difference. And until next time, stay blessed.